We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan. Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Reynolds. Here comes the blitz. Down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 257 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler. Strong, my main guy, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart. No appear with us. How you doing, Malcolm? Woo. (laughs) Woo. Uh, Man, you know what? I'm feeling a little bit better than I did yesterday. Yesterday, that game, watching that game gave me a major headache. Gave me a headache around halftime. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to watch the game. I have this headache, you know, because it's, because it's a damn game, yo. It's just mainly the, the, the whole game get, caused me to have a headache. So I'm feeling a lot better now. I'm not, I don't have a headache right now, so I'm good. Yeah. Um, I would say the day after for me has been a little different compared to past weeks where, you know, in past weeks, it's like it was more of a gut punch. And you guys are probably wondering why, why wasn't this a gut punch? It was, but after the game passed by, I'm like, this team is shit. Why should I care anymore? We're one and four. I mean, there's no reason to get mad and pouty anymore. So for me, it was just a normal Monday. Um, Sucks that we lost, but this team is what they are. Season's over by week five, unfortunately. And, that's just how I feel right now. I mean, I, I just don't see a saving grace at this point and saving the point of this season. And let's just get right into the show. And I want to get right into the main topic. Dan Campbell, your head coach. Malcolm, how do you feel about Dan Campbell right now on a Monday? I, I feel the same. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Um, I'm still – I haven't given up on Dan Campbell yet. Yes, he has made his mistakes – you know, has he cost us two games so far? Yes. Um, I believe he did cost us the Minnesota game. And um, this game, you could, argue, you could say that he cost us this game, but I'm not sure if he was the, the the demise of this game. Yeah, he caused 
a huge momentum swing when it was 6-0. Um, that play shouldn't have happened. That fumble on golf, you know, maybe he would have tried punting, maybe. I think would have been the better option. That was me. But I don't think that was the demise of our game. I think New England is, you know, you just got to tip your hat off to New England, man. New England came in there with the third-string rookie quarterback, and they had one hell of a game plan. I mean, they how could I tip my cap to them? They won the game. They killed us. I will tip my cap to them in yeah. that end and that aspect. But they weren't doing anything to you before where you were out of the game and they were driving the ball down the field where, hey, it looked like our defense is going to have one of those games. It wasn't going like that. Your defense was playing, wouldn't say good, but was it bad? Were they keeping you in the game? They were keeping you in the game. They stopped them to two field goals. They kept it a one-score game. You had an opportunity to either take some points or, like you said, punt the ball, pin them on the five-yard line, 10-yard line, somewhere there, force a rookie quarterback, a third-string quarterback, to beat you at that point. Because at that point, you know, he was all right. He wasn't doing anything special. But after that, you give him a free touchdown, you gave him all momentum. You gave him a two-score lead. You let him play with some confidence at that point. And I think that was the turning point of that game. And I think your coach, your head coach, Dan Campbell, going for it on fourth and nine was the costly play that cost you this game, took all momentum off the game out of you. And if you're a Lions fan, you probably thought the game was over after that. I had no hope after the, the, the fumble six. Once I saw that, I'm like, there's no shot we win this game. I wasn't I wasn't out of it completely because you look at it, it's still a, it was a, a three possession game. I've seen Detroit in worse situations before. Two. It was yeah. Wait, at that point it was it was sixteen zero. Yeah, yeah. So that's a two possession game. So Detroit been in way worse situations in the past. So I wasn't completely out of it. I wasn't out of it until I saw it was like twenty something. When I got to like twenty six, I was like, all right, fuck, it's over. Twenty twenty six in the fourth quarter. We haven't done nothing, and then I kind of recognized what the, what the Patriots were doing, and then it all kind of clicked. And then I was like, "All right, yeah, this game is over." But for me, it's really hard for me to personally to say because I think mistakes happens all the time where there's coaching errors or player errors, you know, where there a QB throws a interception, that's that's a, that's a mistake, you know, or a QB fumbles a ball, that's a mistake, or a receiver fumbles a ball, that's a mistake. But I think anything like when stuff like that happens, it's hard for me to say. Yeah, that's that's the the cause of the of, of the the loss if it happens so early in the game. That with the Dan Campbell going for it in the fourth down that happened in the very early in the second quarter, I think there was you know there's still football there's still football left. So for me to say yeah that is the sole reason why we lost this game, I, I can't say that. I, I can't. Your say team that. looked so shot afterwards. There was no effort after out of your team after that. Well, they really didn't have any effort before that. They they still had zero points. Well, Defense was keeping them in the game. They stopped them to two field goals. I would say that's effort. And the offense was moving it down the field. They just threw an interception in the in, you know in the red zone. Yeah, but then after that, I mean, because all momentum that, was gone after that. But, I mean, but before that, they still wasn't moving the ball. I mean, they're, they're was it the ball. better? Was it better? No. I mean, the thing is, as the game got got on, and you know, I hate to use the injury bug as an excuse, but guys were flying in and out. And that just made it worse. That made the situation a lot worse. How and, about even after that, they still only gave up one defensive touch on all game, and now it didn't come until late in the third quarter. It, and, it, and it came when we lost all of our corners. It came when Bobby Price was playing corner, 
and Chase Lucas was the safety on top of him. Yeah, that's 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 wild. Like, why is Chase Lucas playing? playing say, I mean, that's an extreme emergency situation. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's where the only touchdown came from. And yeah, you can say that the, you know the the defense played well enough. You know, they they held them out the you know they held them without scoring a point. But this game, the, the way it was going, it, it looked like it was going to be one of those defensive battle games. Our offense was not going to. I mean, regardless. I mean, regardless of the Dan Campbell play or not, our offense was it's not built. To put up points against this type of this type of defense, see, and, and, that, and that falls again on your coach. Why do you go for it on fourth and nine when your offense is having a tough day? Why don't you do option two, option three? I mean, the, the going for it was the worst case scenario, and worst they got the scenario. worst case scenario out of it. You know what? And, and the thing what happened if you watch that drive, they're, they're on second and three, yeah. but then the play right before that, Jared Goff handed the ball off to Craig Reynolds, and he almost fumbled it. And then he trying to you know try to get the ball back, but then end up losing <laughs> like five more yards. So the play went backwards. So I think on that third down play, when they were on, you know, when it was third and three, I think Dan Campbell was like, all right, we're gonna run the ball, and then we're just gonna go for it. I think his mindset was already set that we're gonna That's go different. for this. Yeah, his, his mindset was already set that we're gonna go for this. When they lost yards, he was like, Oh fuck, you know, shit, we're still going for it. You know, I think he still had that that mindset that I'm still going for this ball. Which he shouldn't have done it, you know. He shouldn't have done it. He should have, you know. If it was me, I would have put the ball. The kicker situation, I get it. You just signed a kicker, fifty-one yards. He wasn't making the shit. <laughs> just put that out there. He wasn't making the shit. All right. He wasn't gonna make the. He wasn't gonna make it. All right. Um. Dan Kim probably signed a kicker just in case it did get anywhere inside the forty, or you know, for extra points. 51, 50, 51 yards. He knew he wasn't going to make it. He's seen this guy warm up. He's seen him in practice. He knows what he's capable of. It, 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 he wasn't going to make the kick. I mean, Badger's not a bum. I mean, he's made 96 field goals in his career. He's hit 50-plus yarders. It's not like a guy like who's never played in the league. But regardless, I mean, that wasn't the only option out there. It wasn't go for it or kick a field goal. You mentioned there's another option. Punt. But going for it, we admit, is the worst-case scenario, right? Punt. Punt. Punting was, to me, playing the ball – would have been the best case scenario. You know, you're the ball. You know, yeah, you again, you're playing against a rookie quarterback, rookie third string quarterback. You're telling him to drive down the field again. And then, you know, worst case scenario, you give up three again. The score is nine. The score is nine zip. All right. And then you're still, you're still someone in this game. You know, what happened in that drive is worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. Everything that you think, anything bad that could have happened on that drive went bad. You know, you, you go for it on fourth and nine. Jared Goff gets pressured. He tries to, you know, try to send the play, get strip sacked, and they take the back, they take it back and, and take it to the house. Yeah. It's it, it was tough. It was tough. It was tough. A, a very tough, a tough game overall, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just tough, dude, because like I, I don't understand the thought process. Even if you have that preset motion, it's like, okay, I'm gonna go for it no matter what happens, because it was third and two or third and three, whatever it was. And you know, if we don't pick it up on third down, we're gonna go for it. Once you lose seven yards, you catch the break, recovering your, you know, an almost fumble. Why don't you just play the game how it's going? Like you said, punt the ball, kick a field goal, whatever. I, I just don't understand that, man. It just threw the whole game away. And that's where my frustration grows with Dan Campbell because this isn't a first-time offense. If this was a first-time offense, it's like, okay, we'll give it a pass. He learned from it, and we'll let it go. This has happened, like, how many times now? 
How many times I, have we looked at a game where we're like we blame Dan Campbell for the loss at the end of the game? You know what? You know what? I think Dan Campbell right now is in the process of trying to figure shit out as far as how many well, times well, do we give him an opportunity in the pass? But this this is what I mean by figuring it out. You know, he's trying not to make the same mistake twice. This all right. Is so twice. no, 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 check this out. In the Minnesota game, you know, we go back, you know, rewind, rewind, Minnesota game. He's in a situation where everybody's saying, go for it, Dan Campbell. Go for it, Dan Campbell. He brings out his punt. He's bringing out his field goal team. And what happens? Fucks it. He misses it. Okay, but that's a different scenario. I, I, I get that. But now he's like, all right, I don't want to make that mistake no more. So now he's like, all right, I don't want to go for the field goal. Let me be a, a little bit aggressive and try to go for it. But now they're fourth and nine. But Malcolm, just, you know, you know that's the wrong call. You know that's the wrong call. Why does he know? Why does he not know it's the wrong call? You know what? I think I, I don't know, man. I'm telling Come on, you, man. I, like this is common sense. This me, is football. Me personally, I honestly think that it was because when they were on, it was when it was third and three. I think he had that mindset of we're going for this ball regardless. That's stupid though. It's that's crazy. not a good head coach. That's not an NFL coach. You don't just have preset motion and don't you look at you don't a, a factor what well, the last play was. Well, yeah, you lost seven I mean, yards on the last play. You lost seven yards on the play. You adjust. He should have punted. Okay, you now, adjust. now was that the reason why the Detroit Lions lost yes. the game? Again, we we Big put up reason. zero points. We put up zero points. You lost all momentum after that. It was a one score game. You gave them all momentum. You know what? To be honest with you, Tyler, regardless if that play happened or not, I still think Detroit Lions scores zero points. Hey, Prime Podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Odds Traders. Odds Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign up codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather so the bettors can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R.com slash bluewire. Oz Traders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, okay. I mean, this is the way they're they're 
their scheme is like how can I say this? It's like it's like when you all right, the best way to describe it is boxing. You know, people say style makes fights. Style makes fights. All right. In this case, their matchup is better than our matchup. Just and I I hate to use the injury bug as an excuse, but shit, yeah, Tom Kennedy can't beat man coverage. Khalif Raymond can't beat man coverage. You know, our best weapon was Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds was the only guy that had that golf has somewhat of a trust in one-on-one coverage. Somewhat. And he was the only guy that was able to, you know, potentially be. And and Amal Rasay Brown was out there, yes, but he was on a snap count. And he wasn't out there fully. He's hurt. So, I mean, the reason why I'm not too, too, too mad about this because I'm looking at this and I'm like, all right, they just straight man covered us. They man covered. They, 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 they covered. They covered one us the whole game, and we couldn't beat that. And the reason why we couldn't beat that is because who was on the field now. If we were a little bit healthier, say if Swift was out there, say if um, DJ Shark was out there, could they run that same strategy on us? No, that wouldn't have worked. You couldn't do it. It would be literally impossible for them to say, all right, we're going to run cover one with a guy who could stretch the field and a dynamic running back who could, you know, who's a mismatch against a linebacker or safety. You can't, they couldn't run that play. So right now I'm looking, all right, they, they got us. All right. That's how I feel right now. I feel like, all right, they got us. And that goes that, back to how stupid the fourth and nine call was. If you, do, if, <laughs> if, you if your offense is not moving, if you don't have confidence in it, why are you going for it on fourth and nine? It, it was, you know what? Is that's when that happened? It happened in the second quarter. It was so early in the game, man. I I don't know if they clicked and realized. All right, they're playing cover one on us the entire game. Our guys obviously can't beat their their corners. I don't I don't know. Oh, but yeah, we we all agree. Everybody's in agreement that it was the wrong call. Now, what kind of what kind of sucks is because Dan Campbell usually takes accountability for everything he does. And before in the past, he usually does. He goes to the podium and says, "Look, I fucked up. I should have done this. Man, I wish I could take this back." Blah 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 blah. Um, this time he did it. This time he said, "Shit." So how do you have confidence in this guy being your head coach? Like, you know what? what does he do well? Where you're like, okay, I got faith in this guy, Dan Campbell. He's going to be my coach, and I have full confidence in him. He's messed up on decision-making at the end of the game or in the end of first half numerous times, and he's costed us numerous games. That's why my faith with this guy is gone. Is he a good leader? Is he a good rah-rah guy? Absolutely. That's the only thing I can give him. He doesn't give me anything X and O's. He doesn't give me a good decision-maker. I mean, I hear people, maybe we got to hire someone to help him make decisions. What the fuck's his job then? What does he give me? <laughs> I, okay, I, I, I don't a, agree with that. I don't. Agree, I don't agree. I don't. I do not agree with that. I do not agree with that. Because if you hire somebody to do decision making, then what's the point of him? Yeah, then you don't need him. Then you might as well just fire him. I mean, there's just no point of that. Now, I mean, how do you have I, faith in him as a decision maker right now? I personally, you know, I feel like he cost us one game so far. I think one? it was the Minnesota game. I think it was the Minnesota game. I think, I think that's the only game that he really okay. cost us. How about last year? Last year, there, there's tons. I mean, but, you know, at, at that time, you know, he's a rookie coach. We get it. You know, at that time, we all go, like, we all sat back. I was like, all right, he, he, uh, he, uh, he's how, a rookie how, coach. How about the Philly game, how we managed the end of the first half, giving them a timeout, giving them points? That I don't, I don't really put that much too much on him because, again, he was he knows who he's playing against. He knows he's playing against a high-powered offense. He was trying to get the ball back. That's all it was. So the thing is, I get where he was coming with, going with on that play. Did that play cost us the game against Philly? No. Yeah, we lost by three. We gave him a field goal. We we did, but I mean, shit. 
That was a big play. <laughs> We could have went to half down, and maybe we're talking about a tie game. And go to overtime with them. You could have, but no. I mean, that's the only the defining factor of See, the game. But like, man. it's not defining parts of the game, but there are these little things throughout the game where it happens. It seems like on an every week basis where you're scratching your head with this guy, and that's why my faith and confidence in this guy is just going down and down every single week, and why I don't believe in him right now as a head coach of this football team going forward. I, I I do, man. I mean, I I still I, I still I mean, okay. okay I'm gonna it, go go back to my question. What does yeah. he offer? What's what's his good factor? What's good about Dan Campbell? I think he's one hell of a motivator, and I think okay. that's what you need for for a head coach. That's one. What's that? What else? That, that's that's that's, that's the, the main thing. That's the main thing. I mean, I think he's one hell of a motivator, and that's what you need as a head coach. That's a, that's a huge trait. That's, that's, a, not, that's, that's, not, that's not a little trait. No, it's you know, not. I rather, I rather have, I rather have, honestly, I, I rather have a motivator, huge motivator as a head coach. But that's a shit decision than a, maker. Than the X and O guy. Oh, that's fair. But okay, if you're going to be a rah-rah guy like that, you got to be like Mike Tomlin. You got to be a smart-ass coach on the sideline. Who knows how to manage the clock? Because Mike Tomlin's like that. He's a smart-ass coach, rah-rah guy. Mike Vrabel, rah-rah guy, smart guys. I'm not saying you can't win with those types of coaches. I'm not saying you can't win with the X and O's type of guy. But when you're not giving me the X and O's and you're a shit decision-maker in crucial situations and you've cost me multiple games because of your shit decision-making, what does he offer me? He's costing me games. If you're losing this game because of talent, that's one thing. You're going to improve on that. But how do I have faith in this guy once we do improve on our talent that he's going to be the right coach for me, that he's going to make the right calls at the end of the game, and I have faith in this guy? I'm just not there yet. He's, he's not, so, he looks clueless to me on the sidelines. So, so, all right. So, let's, just, let's, let's talk about this right now. All right. So, right now, year two. We're actually, year two, game five. five games in. Five games in. You're done, pretty much done with him. He's got this year to prove it to me. I mean, you know, we still have a lot of games left. I want to see how he's going to end up growing in these next so, games. So, but is my so is my at. no no so it, is my confidence that he's going to actually fix it and he's going to he's going to be able to fix it? I I don't think so. Right now, I'm going to say no. I don't think he's going to fix it. And if that's the case, I'm done with this. I don't need to see another year of this. He's got this year. He's got the rest of this year to figure it out. But if I see more of this shit where we lose a game because of Dan Campbell. There's got to come a certain line where how do I have faith in this guy once I do get the talent right? Because let's be honest, our talent isn't the greatest in the league, but are we a one in four team with this talent? I don't think so. There's a reason why people came into the season expecting at least seven wins out of this team because they improved talent-wise. But you're not seeing that right now with this team and this coaching staff outside of offensively. And This game was an anomaly. I mean, they, they played really bad, but overall it's been really good. All right, let me ask you a question. Who do you think is a bigger problem right now, Dan Campbell or Aaron Glenn? Both. Oh, who's a bigger who's a bigger problem? <sighs> it's like compared to garbage can to recycling bin. I think they're both very bad right now. You see, the thing is with me. I mean, I love Aaron Glenn a lot, man. You, you know, I I talked about this dude a lot in the offseason. but you know, Aaron Glenn was if he, you know, had this defense playing at a different level, we'll be either a four and one football team or or a three and two football team right now. Because I mean, the, the first three week, the first four weeks, man, we our offense was on fire, and it's just that we couldn't stop a high school team. That that's how bad our defense was. We couldn't stop a high school team, and um, we couldn't. We were not generating any pressure. We did it against uh, the first two games. We saw it. Pressure looked phenomenal. Everybody's at. Everybody's like, oh, you know, we finally have pressure. You know what? You know, Tyler, we mean you talk about this all the time. We, we watch games, and we're like, shit. Why can't why can't the Lions do that? We get shit? Jealous, yes. We get jealous. 
I'm watching the goddamn the, 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 the goddamn Raiders right now. I'm watching the Raiders. I'm watching Match Crosby. Do you know what I'm saying right now, right now in my head? What's like, that? Shit. Well, like, only if Aiden Hutchinson could play like Max Crosby, man. That's, that's that's what I'm thinking right now. I'm like, shit, only if we have some type of pass rush. So, I don't know, man. For me, I think the bigger problem right now is Aaron Glenn. Because I think if Aaron Glenn had his shit together, this would be a different football team. We wouldn't really talk about Dan Campbell. Because there will be a winning football team. That, honestly, that's what it is. That's what it boils down to. Our oh, defense has been playing like dog cheeks. Been playing yeah. like, like ass cheeks. I mean, I would say the Minnesota game falls a lot on Dan Campbell. I mean, I, that, I, I personally put that on Dan. that that game. It's on Dan that, Campbell, that was right? that, that's on Dan Campbell, hundred yeah, percent. Because I, that was a defining factor. That was all right. You're gonna put your kicker out there who you know can't kick, and man, have him kick what fifty four yards. Yeah. After you miss all these goddamn kicks, like come on, man. Yeah. And then I, I put this game on Dan Campbell as well. Honestly, I really do. I I can't. I can't. I'm not. I'm not. Can't put this game on Dan Campbell because. I think whether Dan Campbell does that play or not, the way New England Patriots schemed to play man coverage against our receivers who are out there, the guys who are out there against Khalif Raymond, Tom Kennedy, those guys are not beating man coverage. Yeah, maybe so we the don't only win the way, game, but we yeah. should not have gotten blown out like we did or embarrassed. No, we would have, we have got – probably would have, probably would have put up a field goal. I mean, if you're asking for Dan Campbell to kick, kick a couple field goals – the score has still been 27 No, I mean, there was a certain point in the game where you were down so big you had to go for on fourth down. Like, that didn't matter to me. But yeah, it was, I it mean, was the big one, obviously, the first fourth and nine play. That was Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, yeah, your defense did a good job. They held a bunch of field goals, held a bunch of field goals, and they scored one touch on the end. And I think that touch on the end was going to happen regardless because we're just so banged up, man. It was, just, it was just a really bad situation for Detroit. I don't want to use injury as an excuse, but they took advantage of the guys that, out, that was out there. See, That's all it, I'm gonna say. it just pisses me off when, you know, teams are dealing with injuries. I watch a team like the Giants, dude. I, I watch them in, in London. They are losing Kenny Galladay. They have no uh, Wandale Robinson, no Kadarius Toney. Um, they lose Saquon Barkley during that game. He comes back in the middle of it. But, like, they, they have all their – Sterling Shepard tears his ACL. That's their four starting receivers coming into the year, and they're just rolling out with Richie James – uh, some tight end named Bellinger. Yep. Like I've never heard of any of these guys. I, I guarantee you. Uh, yeah, They're and the thing is, it's all about who you playing. Yeah, you, you could. You saw us last week against Seattle. We played Seattle. We had the same guys out there. We, we actually have faith in them. We're like, oh wait, you know, without our starting our starting receiving core, we could still put up forty five points. Yeah. Well, Seattle plays zone. They play cover three. Yeah. They play cover three. But if there was a smart team like like New England said, all right, <laughs> they're out. If, you, if you're if you're a smart coach, a smart defensive coach, you're going to see Detroit Lions. You're going to say, shit, they're out there. They're X receiver. They're Y receiver. They're Z receiver. They're all their they're whole receiver core. The whole starting receiver core, they're out. Let's just say, let's just press these guys this whole game, press them, and just see if they can beat man coverage. Just see if they can do it. Because I guarantee you, that that new, that Giants team that you just said who's out there, if yeah. New England, they played New England, and New England pressed them that entire game, they'll put up zero points. I guarantee you because you can't. He, those guys are not beating man coverage. It just, it just, it's all all about who you're playing against. If you're playing against a smart coach, you're gonna say, okay, oh, you're out. All those guys, okay, let's see, let's see if you guys can beat man coverage. Okay, but this New England team is not some world beater team. I mean, they only had they're, one win previous. They're they're not they're not a good team, but I mean, if you if they're 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 a smart team, I'll, I'll say. And if you if you're down, all these guys. They 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 will find a way to exploit your weakness, and that's what they did. 
Our receivers could not beat man coverage. So what do the Packers do versus uh, New England? The Packers? They have, they have as shitty as a receiving core as we do. Shit. I mean, I don't, I don't know. What do they do? Did they? I, I don't know. I know that score is really close. It was close. It was really close, and and they 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 edge it out by. What does Baltimore do? We talk about how shit their receivers are all the time. Well, Baltimore, they're, they're, Baltimore is a, is a dynamic team, man. You can't. There's situations we have where like like, offense. like 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 all right. For example, I, like if we had one player, they couldn't do that. All right, if DeAndre Swift was back there, they can't cover zero us the entire game because now they're worried about DeAndre Swift. It just it's a different dynamic on who's out there. You don't have to worry about our running backs in the, as far as in the passing game. No. You don't have to worry about anybody stretching the field. The only person that could stretch the field that was out there for us was Josh Reynolds, and that's sad because he's not a burner. Yeah. Khalif Raymond, all that speed for nothing. I say this all the time. He's fast for nothing. He's not taking the top off of nobody. So you, you don't really have no threat. So with that lineup, yeah, you could press them. And this is the bad part because now this is on tape. So if we are in the same same situation again, team they're gonna say, "All right, that lineup can't beat man coverage. This is gonna play man, and this is see if Jared Goff could, you know, maybe maybe they run the ball the entire game, but this, this, let's see what happens because those guys can't beat man coverage. So hopefully, hope hopefully we're not in this situation. Again. Hopefully we'll at least have you know at least Amon Ross say Brown healthy. I think Amon Ross say Brown could beat man coverage if he's healthy. I think DJ Shark, you know, with his speed and size, you can't just cover zero DJ Shark. You just can't do it because you're afraid that you could take the top off the defense. So hopefully one of those guys are at least there so this won't happen again. But if we have this lineup again, you see, you know, Tom Kennedy out there and Josh Reynolds, and they're going to they're gonna press, they're gonna press man. They're going to play cover one. So what do you want to see out of Dan Campbell for the rest of this year? You're sitting at the bye week one and four. He's costed you, in your eyes, at least one game this year. I would argue yeah. that or maybe it's more, but you say one. What do you yeah, want? I think to- he cost us. I think he cost us one game, but as far as mistakes, he made multiple mistakes. I think he made, you know, he made a mistake in this game, made a mistake in multiple games, not taking that away. But did it cost us? To me, like I said, it, it happened so early. I can't say that it cost us the game okay. because. So, so what do you want to see out of this coach the rest of the year? And what's your confidence level right now? Adam? Right, right now, man, my confidence is still there, man. The only reason why I say that is because I just think that game that we saw was so bad. And then it's just not our team. It, yeah, it, we're there. That's, that's our team. That's, that's the Lions, but that's not really our team. All right. Like, I don't see a team, you know, we're at least getting some guys back offensively. Say it's swifted. <laughs> It's so looked back. This is a different offense. See, you know, I, I hate using the injury as an excuse. I'm not using. Gonna... I'm not, I'm not using injury as an excuse. I'm just saying that this is a different. I'm saying that as far as going forward, yeah, I think that we can be much better when those guys come back. I, I, I mean, is... every team would want their full personnel out there every week. What, what are yeah. they right? I mean, that's every NFL team. But you have to adjust with what you got out there. These guys are on the roster for a reason. You yeah. got to use their ability. And, and, and this is this is what we had. We 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 had them, and you know now we're one and four. Like the like the Jets, they're three and two. They didn't have their quarterback for three weeks. They're three and two. The the New York Giants, I mentioned them. They're four and one. The Jaguars, I think they have three wins as well. I mean, like these teams are not better than you on paper. They actually are pretty similar to you. Guys are in the same spot in your rebuild, and. Why are they so ahead of you right now? Or why does it seem like they're so ahead of you right now? I mean, because, I mean, you, you're looking at this team right now, and if our defense was as bad as it was, we'll be talking about us being 4-1. and one. So it's not like, 
you, you, you I, I get it. We are, who, you know, what our record is. But our defense was playing at a horrifically bad level. It was like they historically were. bad level. It was, it was so bad that, I mean, you put up 45 points and lost. Yeah. So it, it, there's some hope for this team. And the reason why I say it is because, you know, as the season goes on, yeah, we're injured and don't want to use injuries as an excuse. But I do think once these guys get back, the offense will be better. The You know, maybe the defense could be getting better too because I didn't think John Kaminsky was going to be this much of a – this much of a of an L for us, but this shit has been bad because since he's been gone, we haven't been putting any pressure on anybody. It's been bad. Last week, I think we had two pressures the entire game, two. I mean, that, that that's bad. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping uh, Josh Pascal could come back and have some type of an impact, so they could generate some type of a pass rush. If we could do that, I think the defense could be competent. The, the defense could, you know, they could at least. Forced them three and outs. Not saying they're going to be a top 10, top 15. You know, they're still going to be in the 20s. They're not going to be, they're not going to flip the switch and just be this top defense. But if they could generate some type of pressure, contain the run a bit, they could, they could, you know, they could get some stops. And if that happens, and once our offense, you know, starts clicking, when once guys gets back, I think the offense is going to be better. So that's why I'm I'm still there. That's why I'm still there. Now, what if this doesn't happen? Like, is is there something you is that is that what you need to see out of this team for you to be confident and like keep your confidence? I would say because you, you you're confident right now. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you mean if I don't see it? So, like, what if this just continues? This is just a repeating effect all all the way through. The only way this is gonna continue, the same guys are out there. <laughs> the only way gonna, like only way you can see a game like you saw last week is if you see see because I, 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 I look at it is like you just went through your easiest part of your schedule arguably, and you only won one game out of that five game stretch. Because the we, schedule gets a lot more difficult as as it goes on right now. We did. It, it is. I mean, the thing is with Detroit, I'm not really worried about the schedule because Detroit is a really weird team that plays tough teams good. Now, do they win those games? Not, not Historically, yeah, right. no. Dan Campbell has four wins in his career as a line. Yeah, yeah. Historically, no. They don't win those games. But they play, as weird as it sounds, they play better teams better than they play the weak t- weaker teams. I think I, 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 I think Detroit just tried to play to their opponents, but that's why I'm not really too worried too much about the season going forward. You I mean you have majority majority of the games coming up is your division games. You have two Chicago Bear games. You have a Minnesota Vikings game. You got two Packers games. You have the Jets, Giants, um, Jaguars. Those teams are all playing well. Those are also playing well, you know. But that's, the thing is, right now, if Detroit wins two in a row. We're all, we're all talking about a different narrative. If Detroit, just say, and then the thing is, I don't even have Detroit winning against the, the Cowboys because I think the Dallas Cowboys right now, I think their defense is playing at a whole other level right now. Yeah. And I think their defense is going to give us a lot of trouble. But just say if magically Detroit Lions beat the Cowboys and the next game right there is with the Dolphins, say they beat them, those two teams back to back. Where do you think this fan base, where do you think everybody's mindset is going to be at at that point? Oh, that's Detroit a, Lions back. Detroit Lions back. It's a big one. Detroit Lions back. Detroit Lions back. That it is a big what if. But I'm just saying, like, you just need a couple games in a row to kind of change the narrative. Okay, what if they lose the next two games? What's the narrative now? Stays the same. (laughs) They lose the next two games. I mean, now you're talking about draft. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is. I mean, at that point, it is what it is. I mean, you can't. At that point, what they'll have? What seven losses? Yep. Uh, Or uh, six. Six. Six losses. One and four. Yeah. At that point, you're talking about draft right now. I mean, it's really hard to come back from a six and one deficit. I mean, you got to be realistic. So, 
if they lose these next two, where I'm at, yeah, you're talking about draft. All right, <laughs> who who we're drafting now? Now, am I still gonna say we should fire Dan Campbell? You know, this is a crazy part because I actually asked you guys, asked you and Pierre okay. in the in the in the offseason before we got all these people. I said, you know what? If the, if things don't go well for Dan Campbell, will he be in the hot seat? You guys said no. And now, see, I mean, we're five games in. Now he's like, shit, see, get see, rid of his ass. No, no, you know why the narrative changes? Because we're not losing these games, in my opinion, because of talent. I don't think we're losing these games because of talent. I think we're losing these games solely on coaching. A lot of them are on coaching. I think Minnesota was on coaching. I think Seattle was on coaching. I think this game was on coaching. You got out coached in all three of those games. That's why I'm hesitant really, on this you really think they really got our coach like like all right for example if our defense was bill belichick ring, made you look like a high school coach that game is different man that game, what? <laughs> take take the new england game out all right not look at the new england game right now the other three games yes all right seattle game yes aaron glenn seattle, absolutely got out coached all, all all the games all the that's games. what they i just said all, that's what i said you got out coached before no not, not i'm talking about they give up 30 they give up before this game they were averaging 35 points per game, and they're giving up 35 points per game. Yeah. All right. Now, if their defense was playing at a, just a little Ma- bit better. Malcolm, Malcolm what would what do you say the biggest issues on the defense? It's not We're the not- players. It's schematically. Well, Who does that fall on? The coach. The coaching staff. Aaron Glenn. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Aaron Glenn does have a big part. I think Aaron, that's what – yeah, you're right. So you know, that because- falls on Dan Campbell and his staff. I think it falls on more on Aaron Glenn. Okay. The coaching staff. I said you I got out coached in three games at least. Probably four. You could add Philly. I don't think because you got out coached. The coaching staff we say out coach is so so broad because one area doesn't just mean you got out coached. I think it's just that 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 person, that that person, that that coaching staff. Just Mm -hmm. just like for example, I think it was just Aaron Glenn. Uh Uh-huh. I don't think it was the whole coaching staff because you know, I think. I think uh, Ben Johnson has been phenomenal. So, okay, coming into this game, you said the talent. You know, I think we talked about it in our pregame. The Patriots are not a more talented team than you. You're pretty evenly split with them talent-wise. Not defensively. Hell no, not defensively. Defensively, you, they got some dogs. They got some monsters. On. <laughs> the monster Jelani are... Tavai was their leading tackler in that game. I get you, man. But, yeah, but who they have on their edge rushers? Who they have as their corners? They, they have some dogs out there, they man. They, they, yeah, they, they definitely they don't have no Bobby Price out there. I can tell you that now. No, they don't have a Bobby Price. Um, they well, have, they have a Jelani Tavai out there who you watch for many years. They do, and Johnny the, the, Jelani Tavai. I mean, we talked about this. He fixes, he fixes, keep like a glove. This so is what it is. That's, so, you, so you're missing Jelani Tavai right now? I don't miss Jelani Tavai at all. Man. <laughs> is, is that what we're saying? We're missing Jelani? I, absolutely not, man. I, you know, who do I like more, Jelani Tavai or Michael or, or Malcolm Rodriguez? It's a no brainer, no, no brainer question. Malcolm Rodriguez. You know, I like the the smaller, faster linebacker. That's just me. Yeah. Um, but he fits that scheme. That's that's who New England. That's who they go after. The big. Okay, slow, but okay. Let's go back 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 to my original question. Talent wise is even coming into the game, right? Yeah. So you got, got out coached. Coach. He, he got. Yeah, but I mean, he got coached by the one of the greatest coaches in the NFL. Okay, I mean, it, so it you got out coached by Bill Belichick. Okay. You got out coached by Seattle Pete Carroll. You got out coached by rookie head coach Kevin O'Connell. And you got out coached by Nick Sirianni, second year coach. Yeah, I mean, shit. so how I do you mean, have confidence in this coach if he's getting out coached by everybody? Because of, it wasn't just him. Rivera. It wasn't him. It was the defense. If the defense played a little better, they would have won those games. 
we, we're talking about a different narrative right now. If our defense was playing bad, <laughs> do, you, do you do you want me to say that one more time? I understand. We'll be playing at a different. We'll be talking about a different narrative if our defense was playing bad. That means that we wasn't even playing bad. We're playing at a different level than bad. There's not even a word that they could describe the Detroit Lions defense the first five weeks of the season. Okay, so you're, work for it. you're one and four. Who are you blaming this solely on right now? Like, not blaming solely on. Who, who, that's the biggest reason? He gets the he dart? He is the biggest reason. The biggest because, again, if we were if we were ranked 29th, if we were ranked 30th, damn it, if we were ranked 31st, you would probably be four and one. So should Aaron Glenn be shot out of a cannon right now? Aaron Glenn, he needs to, he needs to fix this. this. I mean, to generate two pressures, to generate two pressures, Come on, man. I mean, they only threw the ball, what, 21 times that game? Doesn't two pressures? I know it's bad. <laughs> it's very bad. You can't come on, man. Like you, you But at the end of the day, they did bend no break. They they didn't give up touchdowns. They only gave up one touchdown that whole Well, game. you're playing against a rookie quarter a third string quarterback. I mean, I I would hope so. Yeah. But what were they playing against so fucking anybody else? Anybody else? Yeah. A starter. It would have been worse. But like <laughs> it okay. been a lot worse. Okay, and I understand that. That's where it falls on your coach again. Because why don't you play to that? You're playing a rookie quarterback. You're playing a third-string quarterback. Falls on the decision again. It goes back to the decision again. Uh, again, if our defense was playing was just a little bit better, we'll be talking about a different narrative right now. So for me to say that all this is on Dan Campbell, no. I, all of it, I give one game on Dan Campbell, no, which he should have won, but, which is the, the Vikings game. But everything else... Ag, get your unit together, goddamn it! Because it, it, we'll be talking about a different narrative if his unit was playing to what they're supposed to be playing. So, um, if this doesn't improve, we see the same issues. Um, is there anything? You for you? No, is there anything that could cause a Dan Campbell moving of the seats for you this year? Anything this year, man? They gave him a six-year contract, man. Take that out. Take that out. Fuck that. Take it out. You mean take it out? It's there. I'm it's saying that. you're Malcolm Hart. We're not paying that shit. Who gives a fuck? Would you? Is there anything that's fireable for you, Malcolm Hart? You get the decision. Fireable, fireable for me. Um, for Dan Campbell, he had to be able to pull some shit like Urban Myers. Okay, no, well, he's not a bad guy. Okay, then, 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 then no, he's so not getting fired this year. This so year, he, no, man. So not he until, can, he not can make all home. these end of game of decisions, fucking up games, calling timeouts at the end of the game when you're down 29-0. He could do all this shit. There's nothing. He just gets a free pass, no matter what. He's call clean. timeout when you're 29-0. Huh? You said he call called, timeout when you're down 29-0. He called three timeouts at the end of the game. I don't know if you I don't know if oh, you talking about? Talk, yeah, I don't know what the fuck was that about. Yeah. That, 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 that is actually that, the most disrespectful is, thing you could have done. That's an ego thing. I, I don't know. It's, bro, just it's over. Just just yeah. it's over. Let's let the game end. Like you don't even do that shit in Madden, bro. That, that shit was disrespectful. <laughs> if somebody did that to me on Madden, bro, I'm throwing another touchdown on their ass. I'm like, oh, you want to call timeout? Okay, okay. Let's okay. play. You, you want to still play football? Let's play. Okay, you want to play football? Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm still throwing touch on that. I don't know what gun that he should have done that. I mean, but I mean, okay. that's, 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 that's not that's emotions and that, that whatever. I mean, I, yeah. I don't give a shit about that. I really don't. Yeah. Is it stupid? It was uh, very yeah. stupid. But like, am I pinning that against him? No, I don't really give a shit. That you much. know, but but bro, man, you gotta look at it this way, man. They they came here with a plan. You know, they came here with a plan. That's why they offered him. I know you said don't talk about it and take it off the table. They get offered him a six year. This is a one hell of a um 
a contract. It's six years. And um, they did it because they said, look, you know, this shit is fucked up and we need you to please between you and, and, and Brad Holmes, please fix this shit. But he's and, not, he's not progress. These guys are not progressing under his wing. I know, but it, him having to make all these tough calls because we're so bad right now. I uh, mean, if, if, if you look at it right now, the way you're talking, you're thinking we should fire offensive coordinator and fire defensive coordinator to the guys he originally brought in. Yeah. Cause they were fucking shit up. They're really yeah, bad. One year and five games in because they're historically bad. And that falls on Dan Campbell for hiring those guys, doesn't it? He, he does, but the thing is... Because he's uh, not the X and O's guys, because so he needs strong coordinators. Yeah, he does. But the thing is, so Dan Campbell, if he would have kept uh, Anthony Lynn... So the, the thing is with him is he's able to let these guys go. That's the difference between this regime and other guys. So he's able to let these guys go. Like, if yeah, if he was tied to Anthony Lynn and Anthony Lynn was still here, yeah, now we could say... Why the fuck is he holding on to these bad coordinators? If they suck, they suck. Get rid of them. Yeah. So, yeah, he cut ties. Cut ties to Anthony Lynn. That was the best thing he did. And now look at the offense is booming. You know, our defense. Now our defense is struggling. Now, if the defense continues to struggle, if he continues to hold on to Aaron Glenn, then we can have this conversation like, all right, why is he holding on to bad coordinators? Aaron Glenn has done absolutely nothing. I mean, he's a great guy. Great. I think personally he's a great coach because he's a great motivator. Is he a great coordinator? I don't. I don't. I'm not sure because he's done nothing. <laughs> he had done nothing um, besides, I think, overachieved for us last year. Had our, had the guys who we had play better than, than they were. Than they, than they were. He had those guys playing better, which he did. But they're still ranked in the bottom. They're still ranked in the bottom of the league in pretty much every statistic. This year, they're still ranked in the bottom of the league in every statistic at a historic rate right now. <laughs> we're at the bottom of the league. So if things continue to trend with Aaron Glenn – and he keeps Aaron Glenn. We could have that conversation like, shit, he's holding on to bad coordinators. But if he cut ties with Aaron Glenn, bring in somebody else, say somebody a different mind, say RB Pleasant comes in and gives that spark like Ben Johnson did. Now, now, Ben, uh, what's it called? Dan Campbell look like a genius. Guess we'll see uh, what happens with this team. I don't know. I'm just kind of fed up right now with everything that's going on with this coaching staff and everything right now. It's just, it's annoying, dude. It really is annoying because we're not seeing steps forward. I thought we would see steps forward. And to me, it, it just feels like the same shit, dude. You know, and I hate to use the term SOL, but that's what it just seems like right now. It just seems like the same shit every single week, every single year. He just doesn't seem different to me right now. I'm not bought in. I'm as low as him as I ever been. I really try to buy into him. Um, you know, again, he's not getting fired anytime soon. He's got this whole year. I know that. No, um, absolutely. He's not. There's no way because if they cut him or they fired him, don't they still have to pay his ass? Yeah, they do. Who gives Shit. a fuck? They're million. They're billionaires. They're Fords. <laughs> that doesn't, that money to them is you can't be like doing this, man. You can't be doing this, man. <laughs> we can't be doing know. this, man. I mean, we're going to have our final season estimations on him and then i think i'll make the fully decision if if i think he deserves a year three or not but like if this continues i'm okay with just letting him go year three and doing the search again i really am doing the whole search again so you're talking about a whole nother rebuild <laughs> no i'm not no that's not the case i think you just need to get a new head coach that's it this new head coach that has the same philosophy as dan campbell no same absolutely. Scheme? it doesn't have to be the same scheme just get the guys to fit your players so, guys, so, 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 so we're running a different scheme. I mean, it could be. I mean, you could keep Ben Johnson if the if the coach likes it. I don't know. We don't have to get into that conversation right now. You're not firing him today. 
Yeah. But if this continues, he proves to me that he can't make decisions in the late end of the game or he's making these stupid fourth down decisions. I don't have faith in that, man. It's just idiotic to me. Take out the analytics bullshit. I don't care what those fucking people are telling you in the booth. You know football, Dan. Or at least I hope you know football. Actually, I don't know if you know football. I need Look, you to take over games and not be the reason why we're losing games. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving them to, to year three. See how that goes. Um, I just want to see how our picks turns out and stuff like that. I think I think Dan Cam- I think Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell are they are they tied together? Do you think so? Or I don't think so at all. Do you I think really do don't. you think Dan Campbell would do you, do you think Brad Holmes would let go Dan Campbell? If this is a shit show and his guys are not get going the next step of what they need him to do, I don't think Dan or Brad Holmes has a problem if he has to make that move. I really don't. No, I'm interested because the next guy would be Deuce Daly. If the they were to if they were to fire him, no, uh, mid-season. See, a midseason fire doesn't make any sense because I don't think the next guy's in your in your your house right now. Like I don't think you have the next guy. Like if you're moving on from Dan, you're probably you going. It, you you, you want to like do Staley? If you're moving on from Dan, you're getting a new guy. You're bringing a new guy in. Shit. And that's at least I mean, my opinion. So like I, really, I don't I don't think there's any benefit of firing Dan this year because you're not getting a jump start and hiring a new head coach. You would just be given again like a Deuce Staley an opportunity. I just don't think that's I don't think that's your guy. Oh wow. Um shit. I really love our coaching staff, to be honest with you, man. So I really hope that shit works out. Hope shit gets hope they get shit together and shit works out. So Even though I'm talking shit about um AG, I love AG a lot, man. I love him as a coach. Um he seems like a really great guy as far as like a motivator. I hope he gets shit right, man, because I mean I think the the staff, I, I really love the staff, man. That's something I raved about since they they signed all these guys was was the staff. So I hope they get I hope they get it together, man, because that was like my biggest thing is was the staff. I just hope our coach can learn <laughs> how to make football decisions at the end of the game. Because I, it, that that's what really comes down to the good coaches and bad coaches is you have to make a good call at the end of the game. I mean, you can't just win on talent alone. Your coach comes into a big play into these games, especially once you get into these really close games down the line. And Dan Campbell just has not been able to prove it to me where he can win a big game where it's on him, where he's making calls. He just hasn't proved it to me. It's, it seems like it's the same mistake every single time we're in a close game. It seems like we're pinning it on him most of the time. I think he'll get there. I mean, I hope so. I mean, yeah, it's been two years I, I, and five games. Two years, five games. Or one year, five games. I mean, the last six games, we're all really happy about Dan Campbell. So it's not like we can say he fucked up the entire season. See, the, the thing is, though, with those games, they won pretty big in all those games. Like, it didn't come down to Dan Campbell have to make a big call where he's making a big decisions. Most of those games were won, you know, early on in the games where you just were a better team than them. I want to see Dan Campbell win a game in a crucial situation because of his decision-making. Because every time I've seen him in, in a big spot, it's always like, what the hell are we doing? A time We're giving them a timeout on offense. He, he won on a big um, crucial situation when we played, when we won our first game against the Minnesota Vikings. What was that? What did he do? I mean, they managed they managed the clock and got this got the I mean, touchdown. Jared, game Jared, the touchdown. Goff just, Jared Goff just orchestrated a nice drive, got the guys out of bounds. I mean, that was he didn't really do anything. I mean, coaching got the guys ready, got them prepared, got them for a game winning touchdown. I mean, he did something. I mean, like what I'm talking about. Like, I, I, like, like, look at the Baltimore game last year. Given a fourth and eighteen, where you're about to win the game, giving Lamar Jackson a timeout to call up a play and get those guys rested. That's what I'm talking about. Stupid shit like that. Even the Minnesota game, you call the timeout at the end of the game or they're on offense. 
It's stupid decisions like that. I want to see Dan Campbell he's, win us he's too a aggressive. game. He's too, he's too aggressive. I think that's what it is. I think he's just too aggressive. I think that's what it is. He's saying bring it down a notch. It's like, he, his mindset is, I want the ball. That is his mindset. It's all the time. Is, I want and he the seems ball. like he's addicted to it, and he can't break that addiction. <laughs> he, can't he can't break, he can't that, break addiction. that addiction. You know, and there's some, there's some things, there's some times I don't mind it. Like, a lot of times when they go for the fake punts and shit, that's kind of cool, you know. The one that he didn't see, I don't even like that one too much because they were deep in their territory. Yeah, there's a lot of shit like that where he does that. Yeah, yeah I don't like those. But, you know, speaking of that game on Minnesota, I was wondering, like, I was thinking, like, why did he go for a fake punt? Yeah, at what point? When when he had this kicker out there, we could have won the game. We could have got the, oh, got the first down. The ball and then maybe well, got off guard. A fake punt. Yeah. And Jack Fox throw a dime again like he's been doing. <laughs> Dude, that, I think that would blow up the media more if, if they went for a fake punt. On, I, just, just put yeah, your best guys out there, man. Just go for it. Or, or punt yeah. it. I don't know. But yeah, man, I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not out yet. I'm not out yet. And, and hopefully, I mean, I know a lot of people are out, are out because of the game. I mean, just got you got to diagnose the game and realize that that's not Detroit Lions football. That's not Detroit Lions, even though they, that that is them with the jerseys. But that's not our best football, man. Yeah, what happened? You're talking about this Patriots game, right? Yeah, the Patriots game. So if, yeah. if you're if you're out because of the Patriots game, because oh, you're like oh, they can't score against the Patriots. They put up zero. I mean, just 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 diagnose the game and, and look into it, and then you realize, all right, that's not our best football. I mean, if, we're not gonna go and, and put up donuts consistently, you know. No, but no. we just—it was just a bad situation for us. So no, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, that's not this team. I mean, that's not something they've done consistently. And like to be fair, in the NFL, it seems like every team at least has one of those big like uh oh games. Like where did that come from? Like that's just like a complete shit show. So like that's fine. It's just it's everything that's leading up to what this coach has done, and that's why I more out than in right now with him it's not more of just pinning it strictly on this game if that makes sense yeah i agree with you i mean i i, I, get, I get what you're saying I, I get what you're saying right. i'm just personally not there yet that's fine now, all right now we, we pretty much talked about dan campbell um everybody pretty much know how we thought about the game i mean pretty much we talked about that as well yeah so do you want to go into the oopsie doopsie yeah, let's, let's do that right now all right no peer with us you get the honors of yep. trying to choose a baller of the week. Man, this shit was hard as hell. I don't even know how Pierre does this. I mean, Pierre usually Pierre has an easier week to pick a baller of the week. Um, this shit was hard. Um, I was looking at offense. I was like, shit, we put up zero points. So who am I going to name as an offense? You know, a baller of the week. I didn't have anybody. I didn't have anybody offensively. Then I go to the defense. I'm like, all right, the only person that could possibly be the baller of the week is the one person that calls that forced a turnover. And that's Deshaun Elliott. So Deshaun Elliott, 10 tackles, one interception. He didn't even start the damn game. So he was just playing off the of field. He was pissed. Do you even what do you know the reason why he didn't start the game? Was was it be, was that one of the the, the personnel changes that they're talking about, or were they? Well, there was this thing about him on on his burner account yeah, saying, "I'm out of here, yeah. fuck Detroit, I'm out of here." Is, is is that the reason why he was benched, or is yeah. it with a, a scheme change, or what happened? I mean, we don't have a complete answer on what completely happened with that situation. I was I was shocked with the decision, obviously, because the decision they went with it was 
um, Kirby Joseph and Savion Smith, and God oh, bless oh. Savion Smith. Hope everything's good with him. I think I heard some good news about him, so he's good right now. I believe, yeah, but that was a very scary situation. So, but going back to the football side, um, yeah, they chose to choose Savion Smith from the practice squad, who was a corner, wasn't even a safety, and Kirby Joseph and bench Deshaun Elliott, where I don't think he's been one of the like big problems on defense. I think you could look at other guys and say they've been more of a problem than Deshaun Elliott. Maybe it was because of that potential Instagram story post of saying, I need to get the fuck out of Detroit. And I don't know. I don't want to speculate because I don't know how true that was. I don't know if that story was even true. People are saying that this is burner account. People are saying he does follow. I can confirm that. Yeah. But I don't know. It was just like that dude it was suspect. It looked like he did. It looked like it came from him. But it was just, it was just weird. Because... He claims it was a Photoshop, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, he said it was Photoshop? Yeah, some Lions page. Sorry, I don't know who it was. But someone asked him, and he goes, yeah, someone screenshotted it and changed the caption. I don't know if I believe that all that much to me. But, again, that's what he said. That's from wow. his word. Wow. Um, but for him to be benched, man, it was a shocker to me because I thought he was one of the brighter spots on the defense. I thought he was a guy who was taking the leadership role for – um. Tracy Walker, you know, but yeah, to take him out to put in a practice squad corner, Savion Smith as safety, it just it just it was all so weird to me, man. Like the whole thing was just weird. Um, but yeah, he didn't start, but he he came in the game mad as hell because he didn't start. He probably was pissed. I don't blame him because he's been playing well and he balled the hell out. Ten tackles, one interception. The only bright spot to me on his defense. So, yeah, ball of the week to Sean Elliott. Let's go. And that's the one part you probably wish there was hard knocks because you maybe wonder was there a conversation between Deshaun Elliott and like Aubrey Pleasant or Deshaun Elliott and Aaron Glenn or someone in that staff? Like, did something go a little hot where maybe he said some stuff and he pushed someone's buttons or someone pushed his buttons? I don't know. I'm speculating right now. I shouldn't be doing that, but. That's where you wish the cameras were in, and we see, could see some hard knocks action right there. Yeah, yeah, for real, man. Yeah, you ain't so, lying. I don't know. I have, I have no answer. I have no idea why he was benched for Savion Smith. But all right, oopsie doopsie of the week. Oh, boo hoo! Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. This was. You can go Oof. so many different ways with this one. <laughs> Good luck. Do you want to give it to choices? Do you want to give it to Ben Johnson for calling a game for zero points? Do you want to give it to Jared Goff? Do you want to give it to this receiving core? Do you want to give it to this offensive line? I think I already uh, know where you're going with this one. Do I want to give it to Dan Campbell? Absolutely, I want to give it to Dan Campbell because <laughs> that fourth and nine call was idiotic. Cost us the game, in my opinion. He is my oopsie doopsie of the week. I believe this is his third oopsie doopsie of the week already. So I think he is the leading candidate to win right now. He's on pace to win. And you know, you want to stat? You want to stat? The Lions, I think, are on pace to have gone gone for 60 plus fourth down conversions. Right now, they're on pace for that. They blew the record out of the water last year, I think, with 49. They're on pace to go with 60 plus this year. Fourth down. Did it did the Chargers break break the record after we broke it? We broke it last year. Dan Campbell broke it. And it did like the very next game. I'd like the Chargers broke it or some shit like that. I don't think so. I think the Lions are the number one right now. Oh, no. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I might be. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, stuff. Dan Campbell. Oopsie doopsie week again. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is going to be a wrap to this episode. Uh, 
Oh god, it's the bye week. I've never been so excited for I, I think we see this every year. I don't think I've ever been as excited for a bye week ever, man. Like, I, I just need a break from this football team. <laughs> Sometimes there's, like, points where the team is hot, very rarely, and they go into a bye. It's like, oh, damn, I wish the Lions were playing this Sunday. No, this is not the case this year. It really isn't, man. I, I'm so excited for this bye week just to sit back, not have to watch this football team, maybe do something else on Sunday. I can't so I don't know what the plan this week is going to be as far as the pod, but we will be back soon. Might have an episode during the bye. We'll definitely have a preview of the Dallas Cowboys next week when we play that team. And uh, Twitter spaces on Sunday, so stay tuned for that. We won't be live this Sunday because obviously we're on a bye. But once the lines are back on game action, we'll be kicking back to our normal activities. But that's pretty much the update. Again, if you guys didn't hear the last week episode, playback is no longer a thing for now. Um, some temporary pause. Hopefully, we do get it back. We don't know, but we'll see. Um, man, that's all. You have anything else, Malcolm? No, nah, man, you hit everything just now, bro. Cool. All right, guys. Peace out. Have a good one. All right, y'all. It's your boy, Malcolm, and I am out. Peace. <laughs>